I'm Lacey. And I'm Kippen. We're two friends who love to get lost inside a great story. And we're welcoming you to our own little book club. This is One Page More, a podcast. All right. Hello. Hey. Here we are, back again in person. Whoop, whoop. Week two. We'll see how this goes. We both have the kids, the <laughs> our two babies. Yes, you will for sure hear some ambient baby noises, but hopefully they stay happy. This is luckily a really interesting book, so just power through, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll get some good content. Nothing new to report since we last recorded. It was just a few days ago, but Lacey and her crew leave tomorrow, which is sad, but we'll see them soon up in North Carolina. Yeah, ready to wrap up this vacation and get back to a little bit of normalcy, for sure. Get back on my book reading uh, (laughs) binge. Yes, so today we're going to talk about Emergency Contact by H.K. Choi. Mary H.K. Choi. Mary H.K. Choi. Um, How did you do? How did you like it? Um, This book to me is at least a four. Mm -hmm. Maybe even a four and a half. What would you say? What's, what are you giving up? I'd say a four. And if it was in like just a YA category, I could give it even like a five. Because while it was, I mean, I like YA, don't get me wrong. And I didn't like this book as much as I loved Little Fires Everywhere, for example. <clears throat> but if I'm picking up, if someone recommends a YA book and I'm picking that up, then this is almost exactly what I want when it's not a fantasy right. this is a yeah, um a comedic drama <clears throat> what is that a, their word for that a dramedy uh. <clears throat> dramedy but there's no like um yeah there's no fantastical things all this stuff could really happen and I actually thought it was like very true to life I definitely related yeah. to what was going on in this book so I liked it a lot um, so you want me to do a little recap of it? Yeah. Okay, so we have two different authors that it trades off between. We've got Penny, who is fresh out of high school. Um, right as it begins, she's jumping into college. She's moving, I think, maybe like 79 miles away. She is an uh, Asian-American. Her mom was a single mother. She's a total MILF, uh, and she doesn't <laughs> relate to her. Uh, and then on the other side, we've got Sam, who is a 21-year-old baker who is insanely impoverished and <laughs> lives in the place that he works in the little um like attic area I guess. yeah he lives like above the cafe where he works and they basically form a relationship only through text and like a very platonic text and relationship and so it kind of just goes into like what the modern day I don't know, teenager is. Yeah. That, or a young adult that doesn't really want to, like, have the face-to-face communication. So they... And I could totally buy that. Okay, did you ever have a text-only relationship? Ah, as a 14-year-old, did indeed <laughs> have a very embarrassing... Actually, so this was someone at my high school, and I remember literally we were walking to the buses, and he was getting onto his bus, and I remember literally, like, trying to run in the other direction, mm-hmm. like... Bye. Like, right. cannot see you in real life. Right. And how did I, he get your number? I think we had we, we definitely had mutual friends. I don't even remember. I remember I thought <laughs> I thought he was kind of cute, but I knew, but he really yeah. like wasn't my like exact type kind of thing. 
was very bizarre. It's a very embarrassing time of my life. I never had unlimited texting or really a cell phone whenever I had like a little, um, uh, what is it called? Virgin Mobile <laughs> phone. You know what? You're right. Maybe I was... So, but I definitely had, uh, I am only, uh, (laughs) aim only, uh, flirting, a lot of that going on. And also like random MySpace crushes, random, which looking back, it's like, was that a catfish? (laughs) Gosh, I'm so glad I never like shared my intimate details with this person. But yeah. Oh, that was, that's for real. It's so... Yeah, so I related to that in a really embarrassing way, and it, yeah, because it's so easy mm-hmm. when you're in these situations, you can just say whatever. It's like, oh, doesn't matter what I say, never gonna see you. I can spill my deepest, darkest yes. secrets. Yes, and you almost have, you just have like this mutual understanding that like this right, you, is where we talk, right? We're this not is gonna, where you are, for and sure. don't you dare look at me in real life. Um, or in Penny's case, please, please, please look at me in real life, <laughs> but I actually don't want you to because I'm terrified. So, um, it opens, the book opens with Penny and her mom in like a phone store, which kind of sets the tone of the whole book because she's getting a brand new phone and obviously this is where one of her great relationships will come from, is from this little device, but also... Her mom and then her classmate's father are kind of, like, flirting with each other. And this girl, my first note is, like, were you ever bullied like Madison bullies Penny? It's this chick, and she actually is not an important character. Like, she just kind of pops up right at the beginning. She's basically like, why is your mom such a slut? Like, what's what the heck? And I, something like that never happened to me. Like, I had one instance where I heard about like a a boy at my school that didn't like me very much because of who knows what but I never had like that kind of direct bullying I never did either knock on wood thank goodness but I have uh, got into maybe like a week ago got into a discussion about someone that I knew that really was but in a very dramatic way and this was also in elementary school, so I mean, you know, <laughs> couldn't be. A- I did have a girl try it like every day, try and take my lunch money. Her name what? was Monique. Yeah, I remember that, Monique. If you're out there. Anyway. Um, what? Wait, what was the age? Is this happening? Like- I was in the fourth grade. She was held back a year. Okay, right. So, uh, well, there <laughs> yeah, you go, Monique. she was not very nice to me, but that's you a little different. But Penny automatically seems like a total loner. Like, I don't know that you, she even uh, has a girlfriend. She, so this was, this was interesting to me because again, every single character that we seem to go through has, is an only child, yeah. has no <laughs> friends. Loner. Right, d- just doesn't really seek that out. And that's really hard for me to relate to because I was, you know, the oldest, both of us are the oldest of four children. Um, always had a constant flurry of people in and out of my life and friends and whatnot. So, yeah, hard to relate. Yeah, and <clears throat> Penny. Even, uh, wait, let's talk about her boyfriend. That's right. what I couldn't. Her, and her mom wants oh. to be her girlfriend. Like, that's the main problem between this. She wants this, like, Lorelai and Rory relationship uh-huh. from Gilmore Girls. And they actually kind of had that dynamic of, like, free-spirited mother and more studious um, daughter. But... There's uh, Penny like is very embarrassed by her mom and she has a boyfriend who's like a year younger than her 
that she describes as like super hot and like very kind of dumb and they have nothing in common but that he has yellow fever and that's like why he's dating her is because he likes asian girls um I, that to me was also something that I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. As a as a reader, when I first started reading, I was like, okay, like this is she's just young. Yeah. She's sowing those wild oats. She's just yeah. sleeping around a little bit. But we later find out that is not even happening. So I was really right. at the point where I'm like, what's the point of this boyfriend? I think she She's, just. I, I had why? a couple friends in high school who did sow their wild oats and did sleep around a lot and like also were very like. <gasps> I want to say like broken but more just like they were girls who did not have a whole lot of confidence i think and so just to have a boyfriend yeah to kind of i think so like especially if someone is attractive and is attracted to you that makes even if you think they're dumb it like gives you some kind of like power dynamic or little serotonin boost i guess that's you're all right. i can get it was just hard for me to think about having someone around you a lot of the time that you have nothing in common with that like she just seemed to detest, ugh, to detest him like every time she talked about him even even the narrator's voice when she would say baby yeah I was like, oh my gosh like i was so disgusted even from yes. the sound of we both listened ugh. to this audiobook would recommend it was a really good narrator she had a and actually they used two narrators a male, a male and a female and i think that also really helped too they mm-hmm. had two different so i love their different perspectives but yes yeah it was very interesting so peeny the whole a lot of the book is talking about her mom's relationship with her and it's just odd to me. So right from the get-go, her mom is just kind of described as like someone that wants to be her friend. And yeah, and she just won't allow it. And that was, that just never really, I'm trying to think. She, it, she tried to put it into words why she wasn't. And it was, she, she was embarrassed mom, by her. But she yes. just like doesn't respect her, I think. Like she, they're so different and she just wishes that she would be like a real mom. Like she wishes that she didn't have to be the parent as she sees it i guess that's true and and what i also i was completely expecting so towards the beginning of the book it talks about penny's got this one picture of both of her parents her dad i think it said he split right before she was born or a couple months before or something i really because it brought that up i was like oh we're totally gonna dive into Mm -hmm. this i kept waiting for it to turn into like her dad coming in and trying to like go into that relationship but it i mean it had literally nothing to do with the book at all, which yeah. was surprising, but also kind of enjoyable that we didn't have this, like, you know, totally random, like, here I am, haven't seen you in 20 <laughs> years, had yes. no desire, but I want to, you know, be yeah. this father. And this whole book takes place in Texas. She ends up going to the University of Texas in Austin, which I'd love to visit Austin. I'm wondering if Mary Choi went to that school because she definitely uses that effectively as like a good backdrop but she moves there she meets oh also should say this book is really funny this book made me laugh out loud on several occasions and that was definitely the strongest part of the story to me was like the little love story and also just the humor penny at one point like describes her mother as being super super beautiful and then describes herself as like looking like the girl from the grudge like <laughs> long hair um unkempt like uh i don't know it's just it's it's really funny but so she meets her room well she actually meets her roommate's best friend first 
Um, who is Mallory? Mallory? Oh my, my gosh, I cannot stand well, this girl. My notes for Mallory, let's see, um, a biatch, yeah. rude, and sucks. So yes. That describes Wait. her right from the beginning. I said, Mallory is gross. <laughs> Some, but I will say, somehow I felt like a- maybe I was the most like that character. I saw like my flaws in that character and maybe that's why I was so repelled. Like Mallory thinks she's hot shiz and like but also just like she she a little bit is right. I, I guess that's true. At, yes, a certain, that's right. at a certain point we Yeah. So right at the beginning, Mallory is kind of the worst. She makes some like some light racist remarks. Yes. And then and I actually really appreciated how like she's immediately like, Okay, you're not my friend. Hold on. I'm adding a flag so I can Okay. <laughs> What's it called? Oh. Oh, you pulled your own binky out, my little. Here you go. Okay. But I thought it was really interesting and I really appreciated how as soon as this like offhanded I can't even remember what it was, but as soon as this remark was made, how she really stood out and said, you know, you're not my friend, and I don't really have to put up with you saying something like this. Yes. I was like, wow, way to stand up for yourself. This is what I would have wanted to have been at that age, mm-hmm. and even now, but because of my personality, the, like, level of introvert that, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. how much I hate confrontation, I would have thought it as opposed to saying it. So, yeah, I just appreciated how she was just, because that really wasn't her personality, but... I guess that was where she drew the line. She's like, okay, I gotta say it. Yeah, and you get the idea that Penny is, like, going to college, and she does want to change a little bit. She wants to, like everybody, like, find a new way, and you see her trying on different things throughout this. Um, and, And Mallory is best friends with Jude, the second Jude we've talked to about this season, but that, very is, opposite. Is this a girl's name to you? I always no. thought this was a man's name. I was shocked. No. Our second book. Judy is a woman's name, but Jude I've always heard is a male name. I picture Jude. Jude is like a very cute little person. She reminds me, I think like Blake Lively pre-nose job in oh. Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I can see it. And Jude is like super, you know, just like a, does she call her like a human golden retriever or does, oh. <laughs> or was like that in my head? That. Oh, it fits her personality. Yeah, they give a description how like basically how she would be at the end of the world. She's trying to save the children, even though they're all right. destined to die anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like she just has a heart of gold. Yes. Um, And she, uh, this what do you think about this? I thought it was a little bit interesting how the dynamic between her and Mallory. Her and Mallory were like, since they're six years old, mm-hmm. besties. And then she really tries her best to include Penny and do things. And like, you know, when they go to little parties and yeah. and try to invite her into their friendship. Which I thought, that can be really hard. I think I, she's I was, the kind of person that mm-hmm. went to college and was like, oh my gosh, you're my roommates. You're going to be my new best friend. Like, we have to be close because we're living together. And it says like... You know, uh, what's her face? Penny is like kind of a prude, but uh, Blake or Blake (laughs) Jude is like a naked person where like she doesn't mind like peeing with the door open or changing her clothes right in front of her. She's a very open person. Um, 
interestingly enough, she doesn't have, like, the greatest relationship with her parents. And she's, like, doing therapy, which they kind of make fun of a little bit. But it's also, like, I think Jude is the person in this book that's trying the hardest to, like, improve herself and just to be a really good person. And that'll come back in the end to, like, haunt Penny a little bit. Um, But backstory to tie these two people, Sam and Penny, together, Jude, Jude's grandfather whenever she was a child married a white trash single mother who lived in a trailer and he had and she had one son who was Sam and interestingly enough this guy who has lots of money even though he married her they never lived together like they lived in the they lived in the trailer and he would just like come take her out and visit and it kind of and then like he divorces her right before um she would legally be uh, be able to receive right uh, she would have to get to have any of his money so kind of like leaves her high and dry sam's mom is an like a working alcoholic and sam has no relationship with his dad he kind of mentions that he's like a bum and like floats around town when he saw him he like ran the other direction like yeah deep shame yeah sam is described as like uh kind of like a little wiry but handsome guy with like really great hair kind of neurotic like i think honestly like picture emo dude from 2010 like Uh, with like with like two armfuls of sleeves he's got a sleeve of tattoos he wants to be a filmmaker but he's pretty much had to drop out of school because he has to support himself um and jude and him always had like kind of a fun dynamic they got along even after um they divorced and even though jude lives not super close to austin she goes to college there and so she takes mallory and penny to the cafe where sam works to go visit as she calls him uncle sam and they meet for the first time this was interesting to me. Um, what one of the things that I loved was that so quickly you learn uh, about Penny's go bags. Yes, I, <laughs> I kept thinking so Penny's got these. I, I kept thinking a bag within a bag within a bag. Yeah, and then each bag has got its own separate. So like you know they're dropping uh, cupcakes or whatever it is on their mm-hmm. shirts, and she's pulling out the tie to go pen and a wet wipe. And then, you know, she's asking, like, well, do you need it? Like, do you need a breath mint? What about hand sanitizer? Like, she's right. got all the little extra, you know, like, did a button pop? You need a needle? Here. Like, <laughs> I think Penny, in a lot of ways, was born fun. an old lady right. to a woman that's, like, you know, perpetually this, like, free spirit. And so it could, they're just so different. She needed, like, they balance. Yeah. I guess, in theory, they could balance one another out. They don't. Yes. Because they don't have a great relationship, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they could have. And so Penny meets Sam and is immediately attracted to him. And Sam seems, like, slightly curious, but, like, barely registers Penny the first time they meet. He's more he's more seeing, like, oh, my gosh, I love Jude, but why is she invading my real life? Uh, I don't... She, he's kind of, like, embarrassed of where he's at in his life anyway. And he's just like, I just do not want to deal with this girl. All through the book... 
it, it there's kind of this idea like Mallory kind of ribs Jude a little bit like oh Uncle Sam's super hot like are you sure you're not like into him I don't actually know if I believe Jude that she's not into him oh, she to me as soon as she said okay let's we she asked um, both of the girls for an ironclad friendship promise or something yes. to not date him I'm like oh yes something's off right well, and I think she just she realizes it would be very messy for her to ever date him but obviously right. he's like hot he doted on her as like a little girl when they were younger and yeah she's definitely has a thing for him and doesn't want anyone else to touch him and Mallory's like kind of gross about it and Penny is just like whoa this dude's hot and also realizes that they're wearing the exact same outfit <laughs> and like he makes some obscure movie reference and she immediately gets it which again I thought it was interesting Penny brings that up but when you hear Sam said the story he doesn't mention that at all he's just like oh this like little Asian girl <laughs> was with them kind right, of a with, creepy with wild hair yeah like she's it. like yeah, kind of creepy um <laughs> When you flip to Sam's type of this side of the story, you realize that he's, I don't know, am I skipping anything to say, to talk about Lorraine? No, well, it just kind of jumps into his childhood and basically yeah. just little things like he was basically kind of abused through, yeah. um, a lot of neglect. Right, right. Through, through that and through his mom and the drinking and all the different things. And I think that's why he kind of can't why he doesn't really want to pursue his relationship with Jude is like he's so mm -hmm. deeply ashamed and she knows basically everything because she was literally yeah. present in the trailer. <laughs> and it's it it's actually very endearing that she just the author just goes for it and makes him truly like super broke. It's not like cute that he's right. living this way and like he happens to have like a little charming apartment. Like he sleeps on a mattress on the <laughs> Sorry for Scout, by the way. <laughs> she sleeps on a he sleeps on a mattress on the floor at the place he works. He has recently gone through a bad breakup, and we realize he's also because of that kind of cut off a lot of his friends because he's just not in a great place mentally because of it. Um, he has this on and off again girlfriend Lorraine. Uh, it's on and off again, but it immediately talks about how he's obsessed with her. How it's yes. she is basically like I, the love of his life, the light of his life. I put only disco girl. <laughs> okay. That's what she reminds me of. She's definitely like an but Instagram see, girl, but like an emo. Like when, when yeah. What really got to me was never. It was it kind of at one point flips back to when they very first meet. Did, and she had like what I was thinking of was more like a rave because it talked about these like yeah. bright headphones and I can't remember if she had like green or pink hair and she's a DJ and and I'm literally thinking like almost like a furry I'm like what the <laughs> heck's going on here? <laughs> she's but, definitely like an Instagram girl like super cool I don't know where whatever you want to label her she's extremely hot and also wealthy. And very popular and just like this golden girl in Sam's mind, like almost right. the perfect girl. And he and and she really seems like just obviously does not reciprocate because mm -hmm. right away it I don't think it really gets into why she left him for a while. Like it towards the end of the book it does, but you're just kind of wondering, like, okay, like yeah. they had a four year relationship 
and I it think just it's really about looks and status for her like she's really into him and thinks he's super hot and like they do get along but they fight a lot because of what they describe up as dumb reasons and she eventually like she has graduated college she has a good job marketing and i think she doesn't see herself <laughs> my baby's trying to crawl and is just so ticked off um, she doesn't see herself with this guy that lives above a bakery and like makes uh, like whoopie pies. And two, he doesn't, he's never really, it doesn't really go into his aspirations. Like he wants to no, be a filmmaker, yeah. but he's not like driven to it's do these definitely things. Definitely failure to launch. Right. And he's two years younger than her, which can make a difference. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, so Lorraine's this beautiful, she's actually described as sexy, and that was funny to me. <laughs> it's like, hmm, I hate that word, but yes. yet she is the yes. only thing you can say. Mm -hmm. So, right away, after he meets Penny, I believe it's that same night, he gets a call from her, and she lets him know that... From Lorraine. She, from, yes, from Lorraine, that she is pregnant. That shocked me so early in this story I, that they dropped a huge bomb. I like agree. He, there, like, he's 21. We're supposed to get together. What kind of love triangle is this? Right. Well, I also, well, I thought that, but then I also thought, okay, what a way to like get into a conversation. Yes. And so immediately, Sam, it, it, he's got $17. And so he's like, okay, let's buy six pregnancy tests. Let's, <laughs> let's just spend it all. I know. And she's so like rude about like him buying the cheap dollar right. store tests. Which I will say, I found out I was pregnant with twins on yes. a dollar store test. So they do work for anyone that's, you know, needs to know and doesn't have a dime. Mm -hmm. So I, right away, he he starts going into, he also is a very, did you say he was neurotic? You yeah. might have said so. And right away, he starts going into this like major spiral to the point that I believe he's walking around outside. Oh, yeah, he has a full-on panic attack. And and just can... Uh, thinks he... he's dying, <laughs> collapses at a bus stop. And he reaches for the phone to call 911, but he realizes, oh, wait, I have no health insurance. Yeah. I have, you know, I had $17, but I spent it on pregnancy tests, so <laughs> what am I going to do? While this is happening... Um, we've got Penny, who, and they're not at the, the location or house, which is the, uh, the cafe, right, the cafe that Sam works at. She just like happenstance, uh, to be exactly where he is. And so she runs up to him and then she realizes like, oh wait, this is that like insanely hot uncle uh -huh. of Jude's. And so she kind of helps calm him down, um, Basically diagnoses him. He asks her not to call nine one one. I believe does he take her? They go home. Yeah, Penny has a car, and so she offers to drive him to the hospital. And then he's like, "No, don't take me there. I think I'm fine." And basically, they just kind of have this conversation, and she tells him to please text her whenever he gets home to make sure that she's okay. And so they or trade. He's okay, right? They trade numbers, and then they like kind of joke, okay, you know, we're gonna be to this emergency contact. Yeah. Because basically, both of them have no one that, right. <laughs> that they can go and and let one another know. I will say this is a running like a little bit of a problem throughout the book is there's nothing really that I I get it. I understand why a young girl would want to kind of buck away from a mother that was like Celeste, Penny's mom. But a lot of times Penny shows her age 
by kind of conflating the fact that she has no one and she's on her own right. with Sam, who really is on her own. And, um, yeah, it, it shows, like, Penny's kind of a little bit of her spoiled side when you, when she does compare herself a little too much to to him. Right, and, and that so they, they trade numbers, and mm-hmm. that's at some point that is discussed. And I believe Penny goes first, and she basically is like, my mom's so hot, and she's so obnoxious. And then <laughs> Sam's like, well, my mom's an alcoholic, and she didn't take care of me. Right, and, and like, I my dad killed someone in a bar fight. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember if that's true, but it's like the vibe. Right, so you get this, you just kind of understand. They both have like... Not the best relationship with their mothers, but also one super justified and one <laughs> there was just not. <laughs> there was one, I have this note, there was one really funny line where she was describing Lorraine because when she finds out that Lorraine, who he nicknames Laura, just like Laura, 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 like such a terrible, but she calls herself Lola. So I would get like very confused of like, wait, who are they talking about? But, um... Penny at some point describes her. She's like, oh, yeah, she's like one of those Instagram girls who's at Disneyland for most of her life. <laughs> like, this well, is perfect. I know those people. Right. So I'm trying to think. What's well, he going? passes out whenever he gets home and he doesn't text her back and she's pissed off. Oh, that's right. Because and of her personality. And she's yes. up till like 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. She's waiting super on- worried. Does, does she have his number? I can't remember if they immediately yeah. or if she just sent. Yeah, because she's Wouldn't like, you this is to Penny. Call if you were that stressed, I would literally, if I yeah. really seriously was to the point that I couldn't sleep, yes. I would be calling, like, you know, like, I know we don't know each other that well, but mm-hmm. I'm scared I gotta for you. know. Like, yeah. Which was actually the impetus of them becoming friends because then at first Sam just, like, feels a little bad for not getting back to this girl that had helped him, but then they fall into, like, a very easy conversation and by the time, you know, a few days go by, they're, like, texting constantly. Like, hello when they wake up to good night when they go to sleep and everything in between. And they have nice conversations. They have a lot in common. They, they're both very creative. Yes. She wants to be a writer or a sci-fi writer. He wants to, um, you know, make documentaries. But then there's this big, huge crux where he asks her, please, don't tell specifically don't tell Jude that we're in communication. And so at this point it talks about like how they have a really small room, how, and, and so as soon as like Uh this has happened, I'm like, okay, they're going to find out. There's, there's no way they're not going to. And he kind of makes it seem like he's been dodging Jude just because he doesn't want to deal with it. And she's a little exhausting to him. And right. And And she's been reaching out and he's very much been like, Oh, later. Right. And he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. Because he knows he's in the wrong, basically. So he's just right. like, oh, let's just keep this between us. And then I think maybe he even comments that like he doesn't want her to worry. Mm-hmm. Because she really would have been like the perfect person to jump to his or rescue yes. and like help him. But yeah. Yeah. I guess once again she knows all the baggage and it's mm-hmm. just easier. It's <laughs> that's his the one pride not is still there. So yeah, I loved how it whenever it kept going into like the the different creative outlets and whatnot. So it it talked a lot about Penny um, in this uh, specific. Was it a creative writing class or it was some sort of? Yes, she intro. she's taking a, and she specifically took this because like a famous or like a really popular sci-fi writer is. Um, I actually and this will run into a another book we're gonna do this season, the fifth season. 
I kind of was kind of like, wait a second, is the author and the person who's supposed to teach this class, their name is J A something. And I'm like, is this supposed to be N.K. Jemison? Because yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, a black female empowerment, like possibly queer, <laughs> I don't know, sci-fi writer. I'm like, oh, maybe she's like shouting out N.K. Jemison. Anyway, just kind of like a fun little, it's funny that there's like, there's a lot of things that bleed in in these books and right. we did not. Um, Purposely planned. Yeah, this. we didn't do that. So <laughs> kind of cool. But anyway, I put that it was interesting that, I really felt like Sam was like numbing himself by texting Penny and he likes not <laughs> seeing her because it's just like, it's like therapy for him. Keeping, we left off a major point. Oh, what? He tells her right away about oh, Lorraine. Yes. So yes, from yes, yes. the get go, there's no, you know, hidden agenda. She immediately knows, okay, mm-hmm. his ex-girlfriend is pregnant. Yes. He's going to be a father. And so, and that probably was really... You know what I mean? The fact that he didn't hold that in was a little bit like therapeutic. It's almost like, it's almost like sitting next to... Ma'am. <laughs> it's almost like sitting next to someone on a plane and like telling them your life story. And then you get off the plane and you never see them again. And so that's definitely how he's kind of using Penny a little bit. Like as this confessional where he can just be himself talk about his fears whatever and, and then have a yeah like yeah. a long-term relationship yeah and sometimes of course if you're vulnerable it can be embarrassing to like see that person the next day or if you're just not confident in it um and meanwhile penny is just like falling in love with this guy and he even through like the pregnancy and stuff uh tell it to me about this because can you seriously imagine somebody's telling you okay, I, you know, I love my ex-girlfriend. I'm still crazy about her. She's having my baby. Yeah. Can you see yourself just, like, falling head over heels? The having my baby part, no. At 18, if this, like, as she describes him, hot of a man would have looked <laughs> my way and done this, I probably would have done the exact same thing that Penny did, especially if I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have, like, so much in common, and he's so cool, and I just like him so much, and blah, blah, blah. I can totally see myself falling into this trap. Especially my personality, like, I want to help solve people's problems. <laughs> like, I want to, like, be nurture. <laughs> yeah, she's like, me too, mom. Yeah, Scout's <laughs> like, no, that's bad. Don't do that. I just thought that was really, the, the, the baby thing, especially because that is Yeah, such the a baby was long. a bridge too far. I guess maybe at that age, you don't realize the level yeah. of... You know, we like should also mention <laughs> the reason that him and Lorraine broke up is because she cheated on him. Then she told him about it, and then she broke up with him. And he was almost he was willing to let that go. He yes, was, it mentioned him being oh a couple. My God. And he wasn't. I'm sorry, no, there goes yes. he was so enthralled with this girl. Anyway, and like she, this whole time, like weeks are going by, and she's like refusing to go to the doctor to get a real test. She's refusing to like make, um, just make any plans around this baby, and it's driving him completely bonkers. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> um, so basically, at this point, Penny actually gets the gumption. She's been at school for several weeks now and has not been home. And her mom wants to see her. 
and her boyfriend wants to see her and she's like I gotta break up with this kid I don't even like him as a human being (laughs) and she's also like starting to actually become friends with Jude and friends with Mallory which is good for her but also it's hard for her I think like she's not she's like flexing those muscles of like having friends and that's what I mean too where it's really hard going into you know what I mean like a very established Mm -hmm. friendship and being that like third third wheel wheel until you you know get close to them that's to me that's like one of the most stressful situations yeah and she basically goes home breaks up with the boyfriend who's like shattered apparently and does not take it well and does not even see her mom um her mom's like trying to contact her and like doesn't understand why she's which there's not really a reason why she's not seeing her mom it's more just like i'm just over my mother i just like don't want to see her she lives close enough that it's really like not justifiable that she would pay and not even that she wouldn't go visit her but even she talks about like ignoring her mom's phone calls yeah which and her you have to consider like no matter what her relationship is with her mama she's she's not married she doesn't you know what i mean like she's her only family member it doesn't mention grandparents or any sort of an outside yeah well it does it says her grandparents live in south korea like <laughs> oh does it well yeah, there you go they're so Korean. she really has no mm-hmm. so yeah yeah that would as a parent mm-hmm. would that not just kind of it would hurt so i mean much. i can I can say that I did not go home much once I got to school, but I also lived with my grandparents, so I was right. seeing, like, family constantly. Okay. Um, so, I'm trying to think, what was really, it was kind of interesting, too, how it starts talking about um, Mallory and how insanely wealthy she is. They get invited yeah. to this party. Of, yeah, her, this party. Her, matter of fact, she even has a boyfriend. That's, that's like, like, kind a of band. a rave. Right, yeah, she's true. he's in like an Australian rock, like they're big in Australia, <laughs> Australian rock band. Um, and so they go to this party. She gets like very is, gussied up. Right. This is the first time I think, or maybe the second time that she ever drinks. She's drinking mm-hmm. champagne, and all of a sudden, I, I really actually like mm-hmm. the change in personality because she becomes so much more fun and yeah. just really like lets loose. She and, really enjoys herself. And right. stops and, and thinking so likes, hard. Right. Yes. She even likes this new change. And right. It's there, not like she's just trying to be somebody she's not. She's right. like actually having fun. So while there, she runs into somebody that's in her class. And it's actually, um, I think it's the only other Asian guy. So she's uh, kind of paid a little bit of attention yes. to him. Was it Andy? I think Andy, was Andy. And he's British and Chinese well, he's, or he's something. Hon- or he's from Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Kong yeah. he was... Um, like boarding went to school or Chinese something. or yeah, went to uh-huh. British boarding school. Um, I immediately thought Andy was gay. So I did also because it talks about how he's there with another man, <laughs> and then it doesn't. It like yeah, the way it, what kind of worded was right? A it's bit not vague. explicit. I, I, it just yeah, it it's his and he's very metro. Right. So anyway, I assumed he was gay. He's not. Eventually him and um penny start hanging out a little bit because they're both writers and they can help each other write so they have that in common and he like kind of floats it like oh maybe you and i should get together but he's totally unfazed when she's like uh no i don't think so but she feels like she's gonna hurt his feelings and he's like listen i don't okay that's fine with me I loved his response, which was basically yes. like, okay, if you're not really interested in me, I don't really want to be interested in you. Because yes. how often is it that you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have the exact opposite where you're crazy about somebody that could yeah. not give a crap less. 
so I was like, wow, that's a nice perspective to have. I think Andy is tall, yes, handsome. Andy was secure, right? And you can see this is where there's a little bit of a change where, um, uh, what's his face? Sam doesn't really even know that Penny ever had a boyfriend, probably because he never asked. (laughs) Um, and when she talks about Andy, he's like a little like this is when I think maybe his heart starts changing a little bit and opening a little bit, and like he's not just thinking about Lorraine. Meanwhile, Lorraine finally gets her butt to an actual OBGYN and finds out that the whole time she's had what is called a chemical pregnancy. She's never actually pregnant, um, but her body was like producing HCG or whatever. Is that what it is? Yes. So she was producing just enough to kind of show on a pregnancy test, but not enough to actually like sustain the pregnancy. So she is immediately like, she comes in, she says, I'm not pregnant. It says she's there 40 seconds and then she walks out the door and leaves him yes. stunned and she's like ecstatic basically like flips her hair over the her <laughs> shoulder and was like oh my gosh Hi. isn't that great and he's yeah he thinks that the whole time that they're this baby's gonna change his life it's gonna give them him the motivation to be who he wants to be and it's also somehow gonna, gonna tie him and her yes. together right yes, so yes, suddenly yes. he sees this severance of so many things and he it, he doesn't really understand it, but he begins to get so sad and he's yeah. so upset by it. He sinks into a really deep depression. I I should mention I think all around here because he starts like chatting with Penny, they really inspire each other to like mm-hmm. start writing more and to start doing more films. So he kind of starts filming um, these little skater kids around town and like gets that rolling which is good for him and he enrolls in some kind of film class uh, yeah film class at like the community college so he's getting to a good point and then he just totally crashes when this happens so for for that storyline i understand it Mm -hmm. because i do know that a lot of people whenever you have a major you know change in your life you will use it to kind of propel yourself forward but at the same time, I was also like, but dang, if, you've, if you're if you really in this kind of a life situation, yeah. what kind of a life are you really going to provide? Plus, he was so, like, talked about him being so prideful, where he didn't really, you know, like Lorraine's family mm-hmm. and, like, their money. And I'm like, well, how are you going to accept the money? Because you're going to have to accept yeah. it. Because you, you can't, can't provide support. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think there are some heavy themes in this book, like, things that happen, like, this pregnancy for example and like a talk about should she get an abortion or is she going to keep the baby um or you know deep depression or mental health or like even more extreme boyfriends and girlfriends yes later (laughs) it goes even deeper and sometimes it's a little clunky like you can tell that she aka mary Choi, had like her heart in the right place and she really wanted to go for it with this book and like not shy away from strong themes, but it doesn't always like pan out in the way like it's just a little clunky. And I think that's like it, it just doesn't quite make sense sometimes and like doesn't flow as well. But it's still really good. And again, the humor and the relationships in the books totally save it. They had they they really got so close to one another and it was it really was like a good fun read. Like yes. you know what I mean? Like being along for the ride. I always have loved books where it's like um letters back and forth mm-hmm. between people. Um I, I think like there's a way that you show your personality and you can show 
it's also a great vehicle for them to like share details about your life that maybe you wouldn't normally right. share. Oh, totally. And so I enjoy reading stories like that. So if and you're into that, you'll like this. This one also was definitely written like it sounded like teenagers or young adults. Yes. Like it didn't sound like you know what I mean, like these Ma- old archaic. Right. Maybe not for Gen Z, but like I really related to these people. So I'm kind of guessing like maybe Mary Choi is like in her thirties because. Yeah. It, yeah, I definitely related to how these people interacted with each other. Um, so, we kind of they reunite is there before, before the mom? No. But no. Yeah, that's the first time. Right. So, Jude, um, what is her name? Celeste. And, uh, yeah, so Celeste. Penny, oh, like, yeah, Celeste comes to visit. Celeste comes to visit Penny. And yeah, and Jude drags them all to the coffee shop and she has to like see Sam for the first time again in person and she's so dreading it. But it's actually like a nice little moment that they have. And then they like kind of have this cute little exchange, which is like, oh, like we're friends and nobody knows. But then that night and like the preceding days, she doesn't hear from him. And she starts freaking out, and then you realize... Right, and this is when she's assuming, oh, okay. The worst. Baby, I need this. I know. My baby's now sucking on a phone charger. <laughs> Give it. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> Where? Oh, yeah. Here you go, sweetie pie. Here. Here you go. Why do you love this? At least she didn't have any teeth. Okay. So, so basically yeah. it's because he's fallen into a deep, dark hole of depression and is so sad about his baby not being a baby. And then, of course, he's a baby and he goes out and gets drunk. That's the other thing. It's like toys oh, with alcoholism. Yes. Like there's and, a lot of. Right. And he, it specifically talks about like both of his parents are alcoholics mm-hmm. and he could be if he allowed it to get to that but he's trying yeah. to kind of rein it in he basically doesn't drink and then he goes out and gets totally wasted and then forgets to call penny and it's like this whole thing and then she gets really upset with him because of that yada 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 until so um penny refuses to go to her mother's birthday because she finds out her mom's birthday party by the way it's like so rude but she finds out that, like, Celeste went behind her back and, like, added her ex-boyfriend on Facebook, added Jude on Facebook. And messaged them. Yes. And was like, more. what's going on with Penny? Like, why? Like, what's going on with you guys? And she's mortified. So she kind of sh- doesn't want to talk to her mom about it. So she just shuns her mom. And then she gets a call from a man saying, your mom's in the hospital after her birthday party. And, like, you need to come. She doesn't know what to do. She's having a panic attack. So she calls and, oh, I forgot to tell, to mention. Also, meanwhile, Jude, Mallory, and Penny go off on like a little trip, like to the ocean. They have a great time. And at the end of it, they realize um, it's like revealed that Penny and um, Sam are having some sort of relationship platonic or otherwise but jude is so pissed and like feels so betrayed and basically like stops talking to penny and it's like you're shady you're a liar 
like, I don't even understand why you would keep this from me if there's nothing going on, so you're weird. And I really liked how they pointed out, like, because even Penny was like, okay, this is a very valid point. Why didn't I just say, hey, Sam's going through a... <laughs> why didn't I just say, hey, Sam's going through a hard time, and he wants somebody to talk to that's not, like, you know, yeah. that doesn't know or... Right. Doesn't have a ton of... You're, allowed, you're allowed to be friends, and at this point, right. nothing had happened, so it's fine. And anyway, so Jude's upset with her. Her mom's in the hospital, and she hasn't really heard much from um, from Sam. But she calls Sam. Sam drives her to the hospital. It turns out her mom ate too much of a weed brownie and flipped out. And then she just gets so angry, like, that she, her mom is such a child. And how dare she do this? And blah, 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 blah. Like, poor Penny. Wait. So she jumps right back in her car mm-hmm. and leaves. She without, doesn't, yeah, without doesn't even see her seeing mom, her mom. Doesn't check with the doctor, basically, to make sure she's actually okay. She's just so disgusted by. Here's another, like, time that Celeste uses, like, a, you know, just doesn't think, basically. And mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, and Penny has to run to her aid as opposed to it being the other way around. Yeah, and so... Sam and I think I'm not skipping ahead but Sam and Penny end up kind of having this like moment where they share a lot about like how they feel about their parents and um their past and Penny ends up sharing that she was molested by her French tutor like the the year before and you kind of understand like oh my goodness I you're pretty sure that Penny is basically deflecting all of this kind of rage and sadness and hurt over being molested while her mom was literally upstairs. Like, she was fully raped. And not only that, but also her mom, like, is the one who got her this tutor. Like, yes. through a friend. And I think maybe, you know, they had that kind of right. Asian connection and he was, like, this good... And Bobby sounds so gross. Her tutor... From the oh get-go. my gosh, he's From like two tight clothes on a pudgy body. <laughs> One eye is a different color than the other. Um, just like horrible. But like she actually was kind of into him, probably because she's a loner and like they like right. to watch anime together or whatever. But then he just goes too far and she kind of lets it happen. But she's totally sexually assaulted. Anyway, she's just is not talking to her mom about it. And so she's like almost angry that her mom doesn't just know what happened to her. <coughs> that mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, hold on. Take a breath. <laughs> I was actually kind of thinking about this. This is such a seriously heavy topic. Yeah. And at this point, her and Sam have maybe been together three times. Mm-hmm. I, like face to face. Right. And this is kind of, it's hard for me to think about being at a point where you could share something like that, something so personal. Yeah. Especially with another man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think? Was it kind of surprising to you or just kind of like, okay, um, it felt okay? They were very vulnerable to each other in text. And by far, I mean, at this point, Sam's the best friend she has. And I think she's feeling so crappy. And even though it happened maybe six months or a year before, like, the wound is still pretty fresh, so she just needs to get it off her chest. And especially, she's, like, at this key moment of rage at her mother. And so, it makes sense that she would be, like, kind of and this, too, because in her head, 
these two things, her mom being a flake and her getting sexually assaulted are related because somehow her mom should have been able to protect her better. Um, they, they also end up kissing that night. Right. Well, that's actually part of it too is like Mm -hmm. there's, I I guess that makes more sense, but I also thought like it was kind of interesting the choice. Like she basically used that to not continue a physical relationship with him, but also Mm -hmm. really wanting to continue on with him. So I thought, okay, that was a bit. Maybe she even said it because she's like, oh, I feel like this is the mood and I want him to know why. Because right after they like have a great kiss and then she's like, I gotta go. Bye. And freaks out and leaves. Even though she regrets saying, wow, I should go. (laughs) And then Penny gets super in her head and convinces herself that he doesn't like her that way, even though they kissed and blah, blah. Is there anything you want to talk about before we kind of wrap it up? Um, no more specific. I I did think it was interesting. The only other note I kind of had was it talked about during his uh, recording that there was this Bastion or some like Mm -hmm. oddball name or something or other. And it talked about... Um, oh, yeah, undocumented documentaries. Right. Yes. Right. And talked about his mom being undocumented. And you're right. They really touched on. He, did she they tried to shove like every did they hot let, topic into this book. I don't even remember what they. He, basically, he had to have, because he was a minor, he uh-huh. had to have the uh, permission of the mom to be able to record. The mom couldn't or wouldn't, you know, give yeah. any sort of legal because she didn't want to have any sort of thing leading back to her. And then I just was kind of like, okay, they, did let, they just it let it go. Yeah, they let it flop. So I don't. I mean, he you was don't so really excited by it, and it just didn't really make I'm gonna sense to me. I'm going to choose to believe that he shot a great documentary and convinced the mom, and everything was hunky dory. But yeah, that was kind of a plot hole. Yeah, just, like she went for it, and then she just didn't see it through to the end. But I mean, not that you can tie that in a bow, but she could have. I think maybe it was, like, made a comment, like, he didn't want it to be a musical. Right. So, I don't know if that means he just didn't do it for school. Well, it was, or... like, if he, he was got so the permission slip signed anyway, she he would have to sign over all the rights to the school. So, you kind of get the idea mm. that he thinks that this is going to be a really great documentary. And so, he was willing he to fail to the it. class in order to keep his movie. What is crazy to me is this man has nothing going for him. I know. Literally nothing going for him. And he could have used something like this. And I think it even yeah. said the class is like 500 bucks. Right. And to somebody that lives like paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. truly. I do It was just he hard for me to was, kind of think like, what the heck are you doing? <coughs> he was only able to like finish the class because Lorraine took pity on him and gave him a MacBook right. that she randomly had around her house. What also it's killed like, me a new one. when she said, oh, if you don't want it, just donate it to charity. <laughs> and then he said, she knows I'm way too poor yes. to donate this to charity. But I would never do that. <laughs> oh, man. So in the end, there's like a nice like crescendo at the end of Sam coming over to her apartment Jude and um after Jude ices Penny out for a while she figures out that like Celeste something happened to Celeste and so they like kind of you know mend their relationship but anyway Sam comes over to Penny's apartment and Penny's like oh here it comes this is when he tells me that he's not interested in me and we should just better his friends could you relate to this this was um, a million percent me, yeah. for sure. Like, nobody would ever really right. like me this much. 
Yeah, for Nobody sure. Nobody I love is going to love me in the way that I like. Yes, come on. yes, yes, yes. Even though it's so, like, right. he's trying. Even though it's so obvious. He's like, like, oh, come on. Trying to take her out on a date and, like, he's doing everything but, like, giving her a long stemmed red rose. Although right. I think he gives her something, like a bear. Oh, I don't even know. What right, does he something give her? super cheesy. Yeah. He's like, I want to do this for you because I like you. And anyway, and then they kiss again. And so it's a good ending of them getting together. Everybody is, like, she kind of mends it a little bit with her mom, although she doesn't tell her. I love the part where her mom was basically like, look at here, girl. She says, like, you know, I might not be, like, the number one best top mom, but I'm doing the best I can. I'm the only parent you've gotten. I'm a good mother. And I was like, come on, Celeste. Say it again. Celeste has provided her with an amazing life. Like, she has the newest iPhone. She lives in the dorms, like, the nice dorms at, um... University right. of Texas. She is getting a dang education. She had her school yes. of choice, it made it sound like. Mm-hmm. like. Yeah. She's got a vehicle. She's got the things going for she her. She basically is like, Penny, stop being a snob and <laughs> get over yourself, which I appreciated. Like, she is who she is. Okay. Well, me and this whining, crying baby really enjoyed this book. Um, it was a quick one to read. Yeah. Even the audiobook was like nice and short. Yeah. Love that. Would recommend. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, from one page more, see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Let's end it on that note right there. <laughs>